0: I can't think of a more useful tool than a model. And not for me, well, it is to me, but for a director. When you go to a show, you stop being yourself, right? Because you're in that universe. You have to stop thinking about other problems in your, your life, just to, you know. You know, as a child, I used to imagine a lot of stories, and or even the real world, you know, what just imagine things, and set design allows me to make those two actually happen, and show all the people what, I, what I'm thinking.
1: Welcome to the Theatre Art Life podcast, and hello, we're putting the spotlight on those who create live
2: entertainment around the globe, the culture creators, and the backstage masters. My name is Anna Robb. And my name is Anna Aguilera. On this episode, we are talking to David Molina about set design.
1: David Molina has designed in the fields of theatre, dance, music performance, musical theatre and corporate events. In 2016, he was awarded Best Scenic Design by Austin's Critics' Table for UT's production of The Diary of Anne Frank. His work includes Les Miserables, The Forerunner, The Imaginary Invalid, Orphans, Treasure Island and Hamlet, In the United States, his recent work includes UT's production of Little Women, the musical. In New York City, he has worked as an assistant designer in Linda, Manhattan Theatre Club, and the Broadway premiere of Escape to Margaritaville. In Mexico City, his work includes the National Theatre Company and the National Institute of Fine Arts and Literature, In 2017, he was awarded the Bronze Medal in Set Design at the World Stage Design Exhibition in Taiwan. He has an MFA in Design and Technology with a focus in Scenic Design from the University of Texas at Austin and a BA in Architecture from Tecnologico de Monterey. Welcome, David. How are you?
0: Hi, uh, I'm good. Thank you for having me.
1: Uh, That's a fantastic uh, bio. You've done some great designs there. Uh, How did you... Tell us a little bit more about yourself and how you got into scenic design.
0: So, well, I've, I've been doing theater since I was more or less 18 years old. I was initially drawn to the technical aspects of theater. You know, initially I was curious about that, and then I didn't know then. But eventually, I realized that I was curious how to uh, how you make that happen. You know, a, um, a play or a performance happen. At that time, it was opera. I was curious about open specifically, so I started doing that you know uh, working as a, um, a stage hand uh, but you know eventually I um started doing set design, which was what I actually wanted to uh, to i came to realize that I wanted to do set design so to actually imagine or create those spaces where the story happens. By that time, it was basically self-thought, right? So my uh, architecture degree allowed me to uh, think about space, you know, and, you know, it's the architectural design specifics about that. But, you know, the this, the uh, that specific part of theater, how it works, that I, you know, I had to find that by by myself. So I watched a lot of theater. Uh, I, I went to see a lot of theater as, mo- uh, as much as I could. And everywhere in the world where I was, I always wanted to see a play or a show. Then eventually I decided to go to grad school because I, you know, realized that this is what I wanted to do. Uh, for the rest of my life. So, and there was something that I uh, felt that I uh, that was missing and that I didn't have access to it or didn't know what it was really. So, I decided to go to grad school where I found it actually. And that actually, grad school changed my life, just to, to say it in a few words, and how I see and understand theater, the skills, the training collaboration, work experience, and, um, well, grow as an artist, basically, that's what, what happens to me.
1: Sorry to just interrupt. The, the fundamental sort of training that you get from architecture is great from a, I guess, from a construction and space point of view, but there's so many other elements to theatre, like you said, in terms of collaboration and the way that process works and the I guess the temporary nature of, of the scenic design and how it needs to fit rather than, you know, sometimes in architecture I guess you can go blue sky because it's a blank slate, whereas I think there's a lot more constraints in theatre. That must have been an interesting transition to have to change your brain to that, yeah?
0: Yeah, well, actually it was the other way around. I find more constraints in architecture than in theatre. I didn't have a problem with, you know, how theatre works technically. It was more... The design part was more problematic to me because, you know, in architecture, for example, um, so we we that the, um, the floor has to be leveled, you know, and a door has to be this standard size, and a window, etc. And interior they they don't they don't have to be that size, or you know, you can do more things, and that was something I didn't get at the beginning. I liked it a lot, but then I when I designed I just uh started doing architecture. Right. So I tried to be very specific and research a lot. And there is not it's not that. I mean it's part, but it's not it it, it allows you to do more. Right. So that was one one of my struggles in the beginning. But yeah, it, it allowed me to to, to think in, in terms of um the space and and uh, the design a little bit.
2: And so you were saying how uh, the MFA changed your life and just getting into it because it allowed you to see other things?
0: Yes. So I remember uh, one of my first classes, one of my first, actually my first class sitting with all my, uh, the class with all my um, other students. Uh, And it was like very, I was so uh, enthusiastic about it. I was so, I felt, uh, you know, many things in, in that very first class just to hear other people talk about theater uh, with the depth and with the, um, uh, the ideas that I somehow had in, in my head of what theater is or means to me, which is different to what you think. I, I didn't, had the uh, words of how to describe theater and how I, you know, enjoyed uh, what I wanted to do with theater, and then we started discussing a play, I think, and um, it just uh, it was very clear to me that you know this is this is exactly what I needed, and this is this is going to be great. Some of the three years, the best three years, and yes, they were. It also, you know, meant a lot of work. Hard work, and you know you know what it is, and um, uh, but yeah, starting with that, and then you know just uh, making work with other people that just like you and having great teachers and, and faculty uh, mentors, yeah, it was amazing
1: so tell us a little bit about your creative process when you're designing where do, where do you start? how does what steps do you take uh, and, and
0: how does it work for you? Well every project is different right so but it usually starts usually have a like a reaction like initial feeling or reaction to a i'm talking about play most when I answer these questions so i be I'll be mostly thinking about plays or theater in general right it, it starts with, with a feeling or you know a um a reaction to the show is sometimes, you know, while reading it, i remember, you know, a color, texture, place that I've been or that I'd like to be. And then I make a note of that. Uh, sometimes a, um, so I make a, a small drawing, a quick drawing about what I'm thinking or what my reaction is. So it starts with that. And then I think this is when This is like the most personal part of the process, I think, because it's when you are, you put you to use who you are as an artist, you know, all the experiences or your opinions, vision about certain themes, subjects, right? So all those reactions are those opinion about something, something the characters are saying or about a place or about, you know, what they're talking about or about what the play is about. So this is like a, a ver that initial reaction i I value that a lot, so that's why I take notes. so later, if I get stuck on something, I come back to those notes and you know read what what my initial reaction was to something then um not many people say this, but then it comes the when or sort of more like technical aspect of of the production of when is this going to happen where. And, you know, what's the budget? I think it's important to work with, with those things from the beginning, right? So I understand some people don't want to um, limit their creativity with such things, but I think it's important to, right? I mean, don't put a limit to your creativity, sure, but then don't waste your time thinking about something that's not in the, uh, the context that we will be working with. Right, so then I talk to the director, you know, and producer, depending. Discuss the play, share ideas. Um, then I get to work on uh, a design, actually a proposal, a first proposal. What uh, what I see uh, the the set is or the, the design is for the show, and. Um, and then it goes back and forth, you know if everyone's okay with it, agrees or has more feedback on it, and I keep working on it or just move to another to the next stage right then i I work with models and renderings, mostly models I like models I have to say more than than renderings I like 3 d things I like to play with them, move them around. It's, it's you know, um, I also make renderings when the show is more like, it's very two-dimensional, you know, and that's enough, that'll be fine. But if not, I, I like to start with a model and to actually bring a model to the first meeting or, you know, second, to the first meetings from the beginning. It usually is a, something that you see at the end of, of the design process just to, you know, approve uh, or, you know, see some details. But I like to work with it from the beginning. And I can't think of a more useful tool than a model. And not for me. Well, it is to me, but for a director, it, it you know, it it allows him to or her to um, move, uh, see things three-dimensional. It's just a great tool. And basically, that's uh, until we, you know, we work on the design until we agree on what the design is, and then we move on from there to the uh, production process. But that's basically, you know, uh, my process.
1: I think that's interesting that you bring the model in quite early and I think that's, it's kind of a smart way to do it because the earlier that you can get the director to think along the lines of how you're visualising the space, the better, right?
0: You, yeah, they are very time-consuming, expensive to make, but, you know, it's, it's just, it, it works for me. It's just, you know, better. It not necessarily works for everyone. Drawing maybe, rendering may be okay. But, well, it's what I've found it works for me.
2: You've talked a little bit about how you use model and, your pro- and in your process, your relationship with the director and the other designers and the rest of the production team. Do you want to elaborate a little on that relationship and that collaboration that happens through the process?
0: Also another part of the process that I enjoy a lot the collaboration, when we are all, you know, talking about the play, what it is, what we want it to be, what are we, what's about, you know, and we are the creative team, director, the other designers, and even uh, other members of the production. When we talk, we sit on a table and we talk about it. And I I love to hear what they imagine as a, the space, how how, what would the space would be, you know, how they see in the space. I like to see how a lighting designer sees the space, especially the lighting designer. But even you know, the costume designer, if if um if he or she sees something special, or what did, did that person uh, how that person reacted to the text, you know, that's always very Very interesting. It's not that you know I bring my idea and this is what we're going to work with. It's it's I I like that uh, the process of listening to other creators in in uh, uh, and about their ideas in in not necessarily their area. And uh, obviously, I also want to give my ideas about costumes and and um, and lighting, especially lighting, because I see. Uh, the sets and lighting being, uh, working very close together. so, yeah, so I I enjoy that part a lot. Sometimes it happens very quickly. Sometimes it's a little, depending on the project, and you know, on the creative team themselves. Sometimes it's faster. Or we don't spend that much time together. Right now it's, like, very difficult, right? And but I bring models, drawings, images, right, material for them. They always want to show something, even if it's something crazy or or just trying things. Um, I enjoy that part a lot. You've um,
1: travelled a lot, and you've been exposed to different cultures and designing in places. I guess that is from different from your own culture. Do you think? How does that shape the way you view the world and, and how shapes your production? And also, like, do you feel like because people come from different cultures, people see the process differently or see the way they look at the world is different?
0: Yeah, definitely. Um, it was very interesting to to see how, you know, different audiences, starting with audiences, uh how they see a show, what they expect from a show, you know, what, what they, you know, what, what, what the creative team has to provide for them, right? So what what are the um, expectations, how they see the, the, the world as, as, for example, uh, in the United States, there is the, uh, the case of Broadway, which is, you know, has its own um, characteristics and works a little bit different. So to understand what happens in those that environment, right? Or in Europe, what what do you expect in a play? You know what what's good or bad or understandable or interesting? I would say in 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 a play, right? So that it's it's very um, edificating as a designer, and um, yeah, basically. Also, um, well, I was going to say, it's also when you talk to people, you know, working in other countries or, or cultures, it's also a little bit of a therapy <laughs> because sometimes we think, you know, our problems are, only exist in, in, uh, here in your country or in your culture. Why do we have to, to, do, to do things like this or, you know, why there isn't enough money, never enough money? Well, that happens everywhere. Right, so you know when you talk to other person, you're kind of it, it, it's funny, but you kind of feel a little you know relief, kind of a relief, and you just keep going and understand that you're not alone in, 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 in this. So that's what I, you know I've learned among other things. I learned a lot you know uh, to learn a lot, just knowing other professionals in other countries and. Just listening to them, how they approach work, how, uh, what is the industry like in their countries, what is, um, you know, everything.
2: You mentioned something that I personally think we should dig more into in general because we haven't really asked more but much about it in general, but um, it's really interesting, is the expectations of the audience and how they differ depending on what you're working on or where you're working on. Um, what what are your thoughts on that since you brought it up
0: right so I'm not saying that um, you know something is good or bad or or well executed or or whatever not judging it but it's just interesting how we see things right so for example uh, in some places I think we're more interested in uh design is more about the concept you know more conceptual or uh you know you understand uh, you expect to see something you know that tells you something that's not literal that's more you know up to you and more that something that you um use to create your own version of uh, or understanding of, of the play in other places or types of shows and I'm thinking about you know Broadway. You expect to see a lot of you know something that looks more spectacular, or you know probably a, a um, scenery that adds to the story. Um, you know that you know um, it's not something that it's in the story, but you kind of, for example, if we are uh, talking about or, or the play takes place in a the house, then you describe that house. Not necessarily re- uh, so realistic so realistically, but you spend time defining or adding details to that to that design and as opposed to you know just um making the play work um in a, in the sense of um of how it works. So I see set design as two things, you know, or or there are two types more or less. That's how I see it. It's more, sometimes it's about, it's when you add to the story, you know, you are helping or to tell the story or you're adding those details that I just talked about. And the other is when it's more about the functionality of how the play works, right? So it's, you know, you're up and down or divided, I need to hide. I need to, but not necessarily adding certain details to the to the architectural details or that kind of stuff to to the scenery. So sometimes I see people, for example, in Mexico, Mexico City, or in Mexico in general, more a costume, or you know, or I don't know if they like or they're costume more to that type of production than something more, you know, that's more. Uh, uh, specific or spectacular or the other type. So that, of course, everything, you know, there are also those types of productions here and people want to see that kind of production and design. Uh, just talking in a you know, general sense of, of what I've seen and experienced.
1: And do you feel like that you've ever, when you talk about, tailoring for the audience or, or tailoring for the culture or context in which you designed do you ever feel like maybe earlier on in your process that you missed the mark and you you felt like oh that that didn't really resonate or is it just more I, I guess it's really hard to be tangible about oh that was the wrong wrong direction for this particular audience or show but did you ever feel like mm this 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 didn't work in this instance
0: actually I yes I, when I was uh, my first designs for in the U, in the US, I wanted to be myself, and that is very, you know, I always design with very few things. Well, that's how I saw myself at that time, with very few things or very you know, simple things, not a lot of detail, only a detail when it's really needed, and I see. Commercial theater in the United States, I think, it, it, it which is what I used to uh, see growing up, I think it lights more, some more detail on the design. So um, I felt like I was missing the mark. Like, you know, I, I wanted, I needed to do something. There was something expected, and I wasn't providing it. But I also wanted to, I have. I was very clear with myself that I wanted to experiment or grow as, you know, as I was. So yeah, I was sometimes, you know, I, I actually had a, a, an opera production that was, it's not crazy design, but you know, it's not what they were used to, but it's what worked. And actually they liked it a lot. Um, very good reviews and um, feedback, not, Production. Um, I was glad I didn't went for something more. What was expected, or what I felt was expected.
1: It's it's always a the whole point of theater is to provoke and to uh, agitate an audience in any sense, take them out, away from their reality or pursue them to. So it's kind of I guess that's kind of a fine line. You have to want to you want to push the envelope, but at the same time not not displease them (laughs) so it's like it's you know it's a hard battle to win i think in any sort of design process don't you think
0: yes and i was you know outside my um the environment my environment you know what what i knew and so i i wasn't as confident i guess with you know my instincts which i used to rely a lot And then, but, you know, at the end, it ended up happening, but I was thinking it should be, and it worked well. But I learned that about myself, you know, that you have to trust in in yourself. Listen, I listen a lot to um, other production members and their concerns, but we solved most of those things along the way, and, you know, it worked. So that was uh, something I learned. More than saying that I like, of course, everyone likes a success. More than saying, you know, I, I, saying that I, it was successful, I like saying that, you know, I, we all learn about about something, about, about you know, idea, different ideas.
2: How do you say your approach to design with all this? You been telling us has changed over time and through these experiences?
0: I think it has changed, definitely. But not changed, I, I I like to say that it has evolved, not changed like, you know, it's something completely different. But it has, you know, transformed and evolved, I some say a better, better world to describe it in a sense that, you know, it's in a different, I have a different view on certain teams, or have more experience doing certain things or solving problems. Uh, I see set design as a problem, by the way. It's something that makes a solution. So I have more experience uh, doing that. Um, so it's, it change is different, but it's not that, I mean, you, you can still see, you know, my, one, a person once told me, you know, you can see, you, you, I, he was looking at my work, you know, different designs, production models. I mean, you can see, and they're all very different, but they, they all have, uh, you can tell it's, it's good work. Right? And I couldn't see that. I, I mean, I tried to do very different things and to push me, this is what we're in Miami playing. So to push me and to places where I things that I haven't tried and and something somebody else told me that you know yeah I can see you it's, it's all this work and I just don't don't <laughs> I thought they were all very different and that's what I mean by it has support right so it, it's, it keeps something which is to describe what it is. But I hope it is more sophisticated. I hope it's more, solves the problem, uh, better, or it's better idea for something that it communicates ideas, communicates uh, better the ideas, or it more deeper feelings to, to to the audience, and that was changed by different experience, in, in one part, and just uh, seeing other work, and, and traveling, and visiting museums, and uh, talking to people, going to uh, conferences, and meeting your peers, you know, all those things that we know make sense as an artist.
1: What's the industry like in Mexico, and and what what should we know about the industry in Mexico, and 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 what could we learn about
0: that part of the world? I have to say that I thought it was we were very different to everyone else, and when I started meeting people from around the world, I understood that it's not we are very similar to how theater is made and. Especially in, in that thing that is that we all have is a you know, passion for doing theater, and uh, I think that is something we have in common. And I mean, I want everyone to know that you know uh, we're very similar in all around the world. What we do and how we do it, how we feel about it. What do you mean? Uh, other than that, I think. Uh, well, the arts, everyone's going to say that, you know, the arts are always, you know, the last, the last thing that is important, the least important thing, especially, you know, what's happening right now. It's always very... Non-essential fra- service. Non-essential. <laughs> it's, it's a very fragile industry, right? So I think uh, it's, uh, there's a lot of um, government-supported industry it has to because it, there's no the economy is not enough to to sustain the the production of that many to have the, the level of, not the level the number of productions or level actually of production that it, uh, there's in other countries. But you know that that is a challenge that has um, has ended up in a very creative and a very unique, I think, way of approaching set design, in particular, and costumes and, and, and lighting, because you have to be creative with with the, the, what you have, with your resources, what you have. And that's also uh, that's something that was very a skill that was very useful to me while working in the United States. I think something is unique in Mexico, and I think it's unique in uh, everywhere in the world. is the um, Cultural background that we have, right? So that that is unique to every country or culture. Of course, that's part of our work as an as artists and as designers, but actors, directors too. Um, that makes I think the work being made in Mexico very uh, unique. And I say it because I that's what I found very interesting in the work in other countries. That's that's something that makes it whatever country or European or, or, you know, that thing that makes it unique. It's usually the cultural background, or the experience, the conditions that are very unique to that country. Um, that's what makes it very interesting and that you can learn from, I'm sure.
2: Yeah, I, I don't know, because from a set designer perspective, I don't know, yeah, how is it to... To do theater, I don't know the set design perspective at all. So, (laughs) but I think Mexico is very colorful and it has a very eclectic approach to entertainment. And you can find, especially Mexico City. I've always described it as a place where you can find everything and anything. You just need to know what you want, and then you'll find it.
0: Right. So there is no. There's no such thing as a type of project. I mean, every project can be uh, dimensionally different. You know, even though we're talking about play, you know, even probably the same play. If you know, it's been produced by somebody and then years later by somebody else, it could be just you know very different dynamic. There are no rules, not that many rules about how we make things. It's very, it's not the word, but, you know, um, intuitive. There's a lot of improvisation, you know, and don't mean that negatively because it has a lot of um, pros to work that way and problems too, many, of course. Mm -hmm. But, you know, to a person like me that who, you know, could get bored of doing the same thing over and over, you know, finding. I mean, any project is. It could be, you know, it's starting from zero. You know, all I have is. I mean, probably how I make things. My pro, My design process was probably the one thing that stays more or less the same, although it has changed for some projects. But then you you right. You have to find out how to approach each project each time, uh, which could be. You know, interesting or also something to to look at and maybe change. I don't
1: know. I just wanted to tap onto the back of that because I think uh, going back to your expectations for audiences and is in Mexico City because of that variety and more of an uh, improvisational sort of nature is probably not the right word, but does do, are audiences more receptive to? a diversity in in different kinds of shows than maybe what you found in America where you thought that, okay, if I'm designing on Broadway, I've got to fit a certain model. or If I'm designing this, I've got to fit. Do you feel that there's a little bit more freedom or or
0: not? I think there is more freedom. I think there's more variety of uh, type of projects. I've seen things that are, you know, wonderful and, you know, I've never seen things like that. You know, even very small projects or performances that are very interesting that I, you know, just wondering how they come up with with that. Yeah, you have to be open to to see things at uh, least in Mexico City, to just to see things that are very, no, not having a preconception of what you're going to see. Right? So it's Something's more like a play performance, or more performance theater, or more you know yeah. I think there's there, there's more receptivity to it, and receptivity is that word. Uh, it's uh, the audience are more receptive to.
1: Yeah, there's an interesting dichotomy between like, say the places like the UK and America that have formal training institutions into the theatrical realm which has certain regional theatre and Broadway and structures and there's there's very the structure there and I think with the structure and the formal training comes a certain level of expectation whereas other parts of the world say where I am in Asia where there's quite a lack of rules in certain and maybe in Mexico that you've got a, a little bit of more flexibility a little bit more freedom and there's a little bit more of a rock and roll aspect to it, that the audience will go to see something unexpected. But the, one doesn't really exist without the other because a lot of people go and get trained in those places where you have formal, formal training and institutions that can support that creative process. So it, it's not that one is better than the other. It's just a very different environment. But I'm always this, this balance between structure and non-structure, especially in creative processes, is what you battle with even as a designer, right?
0: Yeah, of course. And I love that both cases exist. I mean, that we have structure in some cases and we have more freedom in, in, other, in other cases. Um, a reason that I, for what I went to grad school in the United States, is actually I wanted to learn structure because I felt sometimes it was too, ca- not chaotic, well, I will say chaotic. And I just wanted—not that I was native I just wanted to learn something else, right? And yeah, I mean, you have the formal training, and and everybody goes through that training. Then when you start a new project, then you know, okay, so he's the production manager, he's the stage manager, who, um, she's the, the lighting designer. So you know exactly, you know, there's a um, like a very well known. Uh, working machinery you know and your uh, gear that adds to it right so it, you know exactly how it works and uh it's it's perfect right so you can you know start with your work right away and you know what to expect and what to ask for what to etc and in mexico i don't, don't not necessarily you have to find out who is who? Talking about process, and production, for example. Who is who? What he does? I mean, his title is, you know, producer, but or, or executive producer. But he. And
1: what does that what, what does, does that, that mean, mean in this context? Because he right? actually <laughs> <What> is,
0: <laughs> probably doing um, many other things. If it's a small production, especially, right? So. So you have to ask, right? So what, you know, if I have a question about this, who, who do I talk to? And it's sometimes um, you don't want to do that. So it's sometimes you miss, right? So there's, you want to repeat, I mean, certain procedures and way you're working. But then at the end, when you actually think about it, it's, there's some um, positive outcomes of that. That makes you, I'm just glad it happens that way. I, I, I feel, I feel at the end, like a challenge, you know, when you, you get a challenge and you, um, it's not the same always. So as I, as I was saying, I feel, you know, I could get bored of doing the same thing. So being a challenge each time, it's like very interesting. And another thing is that, you know, Probably here we would we, we want more structure. And I think that's, that's, I think we can improve in Mexico. Uh, having more structure and formal training. That's what I would say, you know, it's something we have to be better at. But then, you know, in places where they, yeah, you have more structure, rules and um, unions and, and things, and you say, well, we, more, we want more freedom. We, have, we want less rules. I've, I've heard that. And, um, so it's, it's funny, right? So,
2: What do you think was the role of entertainment plays in our
0: society? I think sometimes we don't have time to think about important things or ideas or even ourselves, right? Because things happen uh, too quickly and there's, we're always busy. We're always doing something or taking care of something, someone. And there are there aren't many opportunities to think about you know just life and entertainment and I'm thinking specifically in theater. Lets you do that. I think think about certain things that probably we will miss if we didn't see it in in a play. All right, so think about I don't know many many. Subjects, And so I think that's a big, important thing that entertainment, specifically theater, does for for, for a person. I once heard somebody say, uh, and I like that idea too, that you stop being, when you go to a show, you stop being yourself, right? Because you're in that universe. You, you stop thinking about all your problems and your, your life just to, you know, and many people unconsciously like those two hours, three hours because of that. They can forget about their problems, and I love that idea too. It's true to me.
1: It's totally true, and it it triggered me just then because I've realized how much I've missed that (laughs) (laughs) because I haven't really seen a live show for it. Uh, over a year and a half now so it it is that moment where you get to go and um, disconnect from the rest of the world and then also just receive things you know and I think theatre has the ability to get you to see and look at the world in different ways so when you do walk out of it maybe you look at your own life in a very different way so you know I think that's that's what's so um, I don't think you get that out of film and television as much, right? I think you, you have to. It's kind of visceral the the live entertainment aspect of it. Um, so it's really interesting. What would you say is the 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 thing that you like most about
0: your job? Being given the opportunity to imagine a story, I mean, the space of where and how a story fiction can happen and make it. Uh, and make it happen, right? So make it real. So you know, as a child, I used to imagine, you know, a lot of stories and, or even the real world. You know, what just imagine things and set design allows me to make those true actually happen and show other people what I'm what I'm thinking.
2: What would you change in The way theater works, or the industry works, or your job works, if you could change whatever.
0: If I can change anything. What I'd love to happen, and talking about uh, Mexico in general, I I would like there to be more formal training, I guess, especially in the technical areas. And not train not necessarily training well, well yeah sure training in uh, in their areas uh safety and you know, other things that I think well, um we need to look at, but also be more i guess we all understand what we're doing what we're trying to achieve uh, with uh, particularly in theater. Right, so make all the uh, people involved more sensible. To to to, we're trying to achieve. The other day, I was thinking, you know, if I um, let's say uh, an actor is on stage and the character that he's playing is about to die, and he's standing on a spot of light, and then he's saying it's. Uh, slats uh, slats lines and then the lighting board operator fades out the spot and that has the meaning that the the character has has died, for example I like that board operator to be, you know, to be sensible to that, to know what he's doing what's the story, what's the meaning behind what his or she is doing Right so I think it's better even if fates that light out the same way as he was told in during tech and he does it perfectly each time and it works and um I think that if that person knows what is the message it's that uh, that light or that fading out is um, conveying to the uh, to the audience, I think it's better. Even if I am sitting in the audience and I can't tell. I mean, would you you can ask? Would you able to tell what's you know if if the board, um, uh lighting board operator knows what he's what he's doing? Would you be able to tell the difference between you know a, a transition or the other? I say no, but I still believe it's better. I don't know why. And so, you know, the same for all technicians, the and everybody. I think that if they know what, what you're doing, you know, what we are doing during the performance, what you're achieving at that moment, I think that is a, um, there's so much better. And I'd like for all of them to be sensible of that or to know that at least. And, uh, and that comes with, you know, in part with training, just understanding what's, what we do in theater. And they know, as I knew, you know, many things, uh, or experiencing theater as, as an audience. But then I think we forget eventually, or you know, we forget about it, what we're doing, and it becomes very mechanical, especially in things that are very repetitive. And I think that makes the, the, the performance better. And I like, uh, it's a very, you know, maybe too um, uh, subjective, but I, I do believe that.
2: From a pragmatic technical point of view, I think that if we understand the story and what's happening and the reasoning behind the decisions made on the creative side, it's easier for us to perform our duties, but also to save the show if something goes wrong, because we can improve vice faster
0: so have some you know criteria you know of what to do solve sort a of problem or you know anything
1: But I think that's a yeah, that, that's technical people are a part of that creative process, whether you like it or not and and that participatory way that um they can participate in the performance through the timing and through the execution of that is 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 actually so crucial and it's that for me i mean i've show called for 20 years now you can change an audience's reaction by the timing in which you do something and you can never forget that right there's times where you like and when i when you call a show that's been over you know we I, we did over 2000 performances of say the house of dancing water that i worked on and I called myself over 500, over time you go, okay, if I delay that moment by a second, I get a better reaction from the audience and I get a longer clap or I get a this, you know. And and I, that's what I think people forget about a long-running show is the art of perfecting all of those moments where you're like, okay, now we nail it there and we change that there and and do all of that, and I, I, I think I find that process completely fascinating. And I think um, that's where a long-term running show can never, never finish this creative process because you're always trying to tweak it to its perfection for the audience. And I, I find that I nerd out over that process. <laughs> yeah, each
0: performance is you know a, a, a new opportunity to to change the show. So.
2: I think Robert Lepage says something on the lines of. Um, the day the show is done is the last performance, like, but he's referring to the last performance, the closing night. That is the one show where it's finally the show. If you like, I don't think this word is his words, but yeah, he's talking about a show being finally done and over with its process. It's the closing night,
0: right? So, I would like that you know to have a very small but you know, very difficult thing to. Very, very difficult thing to actually happen, but also training. I mean, training is also something that I would change in in Mexico.
2: I was just gonna ask if there's somewhere that people can look at your work.
0: Oh, sure. Uh,
2: whether it's in person or online.
0: Online, uh, you can follow me or, or watch my work on Instagram, David M G, or, or on Facebook, David M G Four.
1: Well, David, it's been wonderful to get to know you today. Thank you so much for joining our podcast today and uh, wonderful to hear your insights on design and work in Mexico and around the world. Uh, Yeah, it's truly a pleasure. So thank you.
2: Thank
1: you. Oh, thank you for having
0: me.
2: We would love to hear from you, our listeners, on who you would like us to feature on this podcast or what topics fascinate you. There is a link in our podcast description where you can send us your requests and guest nominations. Theatre Art Live provides regular monthly webinars and podcast episodes for free. If you have the means, donations can be made via a link in the podcast notes. We would be thankful for any support you can give us. You can learn more about Theatre Art Live, the global media site for entertainment at www.theatreartlive.com. And you can follow us on all social media platforms. We want to thank David Sire for composing the music for our podcast. We are your hosts, Anna and Anna. And this is the Theatre at Life podcast.